For those who want engineering to be a blast, this is the Engineering and Leadership Podcast. Welcome to Episode 3 of the Engineering and Leadership Podcast, where engineering, management, and leadership collide to help engineers like you go from good to great. Head on over to engineeringandleadership.com slash get started for a free course on becoming an engineering leader. In today's episode, you'll learn why it's important that you actually love your job. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter Sigma. Sigma, always there when things just aren't adding up. And it's also sponsored by audiobooks.com. If you love to read but can never seem to find the time, you really should try audiobooks. Audiobooks.com has over 60,000 high-quality books on topics like management, leadership, and productivity. Just head on over to engineeringandleadership.com slash audiobook to get a free book today. That's engineeringandleadership.com slash audiobook for your free book. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 3 of the Engineering and Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Pat Sweet, and it's fantastic to have you here with me. I'm in a great mood. My nine-month-old daughter is asleep, so life is good. Also, I'm wearing bright orange shorts, which I know you can't really appreciate over a podcast, but let me tell you, I am in an excellent mood, and I, I hope that that comes through. I really hope you can hear it in my voice. This podcast is all about helping engineers go from good to great. I focus on the business side of engineering and I talk about things like management and leadership, productivity, and I make sure that I talk about it in a way that it pertains to engineers. So if that sounds interesting to you, that's excellent. You're in the right place and I'm really glad you tuned in. Today, I want to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart, why it's so important to actually love the work you do, why you need to love your job. And so that it becomes more than a job, it becomes a career. So with that being said, let's get down to business. A friend of mine and I went out to one of my favorite pubs here in uh, Kingston, Ontario a little while back to talk about his career. He was thinking about making a move away from his current employer to be able to pursue other interests, but he really wasn't sure if he was ready to take the plunge. You see, his job was with a very well-respected company, and his position looked fantastic on paper. The problem was that, in reality, it wasn't fantastic for him. He, he wasn't being challenged. He didn't enjoy what he was doing. It just didn't make a lot of sense. He didn't feel like he was learning, and he didn't feel like he was growing. He wasn't motivated to get up in the morning to go to work. In short, he just didn't love what he was doing, but he was afraid of moving on. Now, I think we could all agree that this sounds like something of a problem. This, this friend of mine is clearly not in a good spot. In my experience, loving your work is a critical piece to success in your career and life. And today, I'm going to share five of the biggest reasons why. So without further ado, reason number one that you should love your job is that at least half of your waking hours are spent at work. Think about it. If you're upset about being at work because you don't love what you do, you are, on average, a sad person most of the time. And that's no way to live. Have you ever worked with someone who is always in a bad mood? I definitely have. I used to work with an engineer who, for years, complained that the work she was doing was, nah, subpar, there was always something wrong with it, nothing went right for her. 
Every new task was a, was a personal assault on her validity as a human being. She would yell at coworkers. She would swear. It was honestly very difficult for people to approach her to ask for help and maintain normal working relationships with her. That same engineer was a totally different person outside the office. It was, it was unbelievable to me the first time I ran into her in the street. It was like I was meeting a different person altogether. She was happy. She smiled. She joked around. I, I kind of liked her. She was, she was fun to be around. So who was this pleasant individual all of a sudden? But the truth is, she was a different person. See, people under constant stress aren't themselves, or, or in the very least, they're a very different version of themselves. Occasional stress is part of everyone's career, and engineers in particular, regardless of whether or not you're a technical specialist, a manager, a junior engineer, whatever. Stress is part of the job. But constant, systematic stress is different. If you're spending more than half your waking hours stressed out because you don't like what you do or where you do it, you're setting yourself up for a world of hurt. Now, to summarize, you need to love your work because you spend most of your waking hours at the office. And for that time to be stressful is just plain bad. Reason number two you need to love your work is it will be very difficult for you to invest in your career. If you're not into what you do, what in the world would possess you to seek out extra training, certifications, conferences, and that kind of thing? It's hard to imagine spending extra time outside of work hours investing in something that you don't like in the first place. Did you ever take a course in school that you hated? I definitely did. Uh, Differential equations comes to mind. Whatever yours was, how did things go in that course? Probably not so hot. Uh, I'm not going to get into the details, but differential equations was definitely a low point for me in my academic career. And for me, and it's probably the same for you, it was impossible to motivate myself to study because I really wasn't into the material. Your career is the same way. If you don't love what you do, then why would you go out of your way to spend time and money on it? This is a major issue with respect to keeping your skills up and moving forward in your career. I was once asked by my employer to take the LEAD AP certification along with a bunch of other staff. LEAD AP stands for Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. It's, a, it's basically a point system for green building design and construction. Very, very cool stuff. I'd never heard of the exam before my employer asked me to take it, but I was really interested in energy efficiency and renewables and sustainability. So I was, I was stoked. I was really excited to dig into the material right off the bat. Some of my colleagues, on the other hand, weren't quite so keen on the whole thing. Now, I did really well on the exam, but how do you think my somewhat less passionate colleagues fared? Right, not so hot. Circling back, point number two is that if you don't love your job, it's going to be very difficult for you to invest in your career. Reason number three you should love your job is that you'll never truly be great at what you do. If you don't have passion for your work and you're not spending time and energy upgrading your skills, how do you expect to ever improve in your field? Leadership researcher and author Tom Rath wrote a fantastic book that speaks to this. The book's called StrengthsFinder 2.0. And I'll have a link to this in the show notes if you'd like to look into it later. Anyway, the premise is simple. What he argues is that people focus way too much time on trying to develop their weaknesses and not nearly enough time fortifying their strengths. What he thinks is that people should figure out what their strengths are and invest in making those strengths even stronger. His research tells him that people will A, be more likely to actually spend time on your strengths, and B, more likely to actually improve. 
If you work hard on those things that you already have some kind of natural talent in, you can achieve some amazing things in life. People love working on what they're good at and dread dealing what they're terrible at. So if your job is something you don't love or you're not that good at, what Rath would argue is that you're not that likely to ever get really good at it because you're never really going to want to dig into it and improve yourself. This becomes some kind of a, a doom loop. You don't love your work, so you aren't motivated to get better at it, which in turn means you don't love your work. Bad times. To summarize, reason number three is that you need to love your work if you ever want to become truly great. Reason number four is you won't get promotions. This ties into the previous three points. It's, it's tough to imagine promoting someone who isn't great at what they do, is always stressed, and doesn't invest in themselves to get any better. Would, would you promote someone like that? I, I wouldn't. Remember that engineer that I was telling you about in the very first point? The one who stressed out all the time? One of the major gripes she had was that she was stuck in her current role and never got the promotions she wanted. Year in, year out, she fought to get more money and a better title, but it never happened. Well, go figure. Looking on the other side of the coin, I used to work with a planner who was a recent graduate when we first started working together and became an associate in the company in a record time. I, I mean that literally. Nobody in the company had ever been promoted to that level that quickly before. She worked hard. She took every professional development course she could find. She wrote articles for her professional association's magazine. Do you think maybe she enjoyed her work? Yeah, she definitely did. She loved it. Now, in both cases, both the, the stressed out engineer and the passionate planner, these people were technically sound. But, but being technically sound isn't quite enough to find you success in your career. If you want to climb the ladder, then you have to move on from being good at what you do to being great at what you do. And without passion for your work, it's going to be very, very hard for you to do that. Again, reason number four is you won't get promotions. Finally, and most importantly, reason number five, you'll lack fulfillment. Think about this. If you spend your time doing something other than what you love to do, you'll always have that feeling like you're missing out on something. You'll spend your days watching the clock, waiting until you can leave the office to do what you really want to be doing. Again, bad times. Now, I don't advocate that people should spend all their time at the office, that being said, I think one of the ways you know you're on to something in terms of a good career that, that really fits you is when you're able to lose track of time while you're doing that work. I know people who have to actually, they set alarms so that they remember to eat lunch and leave work at the end of the day. These are people who are, who are fantastically fulfilled by what they do. They're happy, they're productive, and they do excellent work. And let me tell you, they're a joy to work with. To see them get promoted makes perfect sense. It's never a surprise when people like that climb the ladder and do really well for themselves. Again, reason number five you should love your work is that if you don't, you'll lack fulfillment. So those are the five reasons I wanted to share today. To recap, the five reasons were, number one, at least half of your waking hours are spent at work, so it would be a good idea to actually enjoy that time. Number two, it'll be very difficult for you to invest in your career if you don't love it. Number three, you'll never truly be great at what you do. Four is that you won't get promotions, and five, you won't feel fulfilled. Now that I've gone through the five reasons you should probably love your career, you may well be thinking, ack, that's not good, because I don't actually love my career. What do I do now? If you find yourself in a situation where you really just aren't feeling the love, here's what I recommend you do. The, the first thing to do is resolve to actually do something about it. Take 
action. Any small action is better than just wishing that things would change. You can earn a living with just about any skill, right? And luckily for engineers, there are opportunities abound. There's a huge spectrum of industries and companies that put engineers to work in hundreds of different roles. Not only that, the the fundamental analytical and mathematical skills that engineers have can be put to work in in business, in finance, comp, sci, any number of other fields. An education in engineering affords people huge opportunities, even outside of engineering. So be creative. Look up professions you might think uh, could be interesting. Really good resource for that is onetonline.org. And I'll have a link for that in the show notes for you. Again, fantastic career research utility there. Another idea is to look people up in those professions on LinkedIn and ask them questions. I've, I've done that a lot in the past is look into different uh, career paths that I might want to pursue in the future. And I've actually found people on LinkedIn who have those jobs and ask them, hey, what's it like? What's, what's it really like to have your feet on the ground doing this kind of thing? And, and the job I have now as a product manager, I discovered was going to be a great fit for me by going through that exact process. So again, onetonline.org, very, very good resource. Whatever you do, You need to keep digging until you're happy. You owe it to yourself to put the effort in to actually finding that career or something better, a step in the right direction. With that, I'll leave you with tasks. First, decide for yourself if you're passionate about what you do. If you're not, move on to step two. Step two is think about what you're actually passionate about. What do you love to talk about? What do people ask you for help with? What would you do for free? And what kind of things do you do that When you do them, you lose track of time. Third, research careers that would allow you to put your passion to work. I'll list some excellent resources in the show notes for you. One of them was uh, Onet Online, but I've got some others for you as well. Fourth, choose a new path based on your research. If you'd like a little more guidance on how to figure out what you're actually passionate about and how to pursue that path, I wrote an ebook that helps engineers do exactly that. It takes you step by step through the whole process and makes it very easy to find your passion. If you're interested in getting a copy, just go to engineeringleadership.com slash passionate engineer. And that was the main segment for today. So next up, we dig into the engineering and leadership mailbag. part of the show where I read your mail, your comments, tweets, and other messages and answer your questions. I promise to read absolutely everything you send me, and I may even share your note here on the podcast. If I choose yours as the comment of the week, I'll send you our most excellent engineering and leadership coffee mug, which will no doubt be the envy of all your coworkers who are still drinking out of those lame ISO 9001 certification mugs your company got in 1998. So with that, let's read through this week's comments. There's a good one from Aditi on a blog post on the site called Influencing Concern, A Tale of Two Circles. And he went on to say, there is a verse in Gita, a holy book, that means do the best you can and leave the rest to me. We need to understand and wisely choose where we want to spend our energy. Anxiety is not a desirable state to be in. I feel we need to think wisely, act smartly, take all possible actions to ensure our work is done as well as it can, and then wait for results. And he says, I hope this is some help. Stay blessed. Aditi, that, that's a, a really interesting comment. 
another one here from Brent Hostat from the, the fantastically named blog, howtoberocketscientist.com. I, I definitely recommend you check it out. He left a comment on a post I released very recently called Putting First Things First. And Brett says, thanks for the reminders and tips, Pat. Putting first things first needs persistent attention and habit every day. I review and set my goals and priorities every morning, and I get some big rocks done first, which makes a great start to every day. But I'll be more diligent to spend a little more time at night thinking about these for the next day, too, based on your post. Thanks again. And what Brett's referring to there is one of the things I'm recommending in this blog post is that you... You prioritize every day those things that are most important, your big rocks, your most important tasks. And one of the ideas I present is that think the night before about what your tasks are going to be the next day so that when you when you wake up in the morning or when you get to the office, you don't need to sort all this out and kind of dust the cobwebs off from what you did the day before. You already know. It's already written and you're ready to hit the ground running. And personally, that's one of the best things that I've ever done in terms of improving my morning productivity, which improves my my daily productivity. So I recommend you check that post out. And finally, Rebecca from pinktoolsandpearls.com left a note on the engineer's guide to running productive meetings. And Rebecca said, as a consultant in regulatory, sorry, as a consultant in regulatory and compliance aspects of engineering, the golden rule is about documentation. If it's not documented, it wasn't done or discussed, etc. She said, agendas are the roadmap. If it's not on the agenda, then it needs to be tabled or parked under new business. And if it's not in the minutes, it wasn't addressed. Minutes cover your high. And she goes on to say, I second the color coding from Kath. Uh, Kath left a, another comment earlier on this post about color coding things, which is which is a, a pretty cool idea. Rebecca goes on to say, also consider if your email system allows setting up a tickler or reminder for the owners of action items regarding due dates. The due dates occur prior to a follow-up meeting. Uh, some people need to be reminded of that kind of thing. So Rebecca, I think these ideas are great. I really uh, do appreciate the importance of what you said. Uh, things like if it's not documented, it's not d- done. Or if it's not documented, it's not discussed. This is key. So For your helpful comments, I am unilaterally awarding you the comment of the week, and I will be in touch with you very soon to get you that fancy engineering leadership mug. Up next, the engineering toolbox. In this part of the show, I'll share with you some kind of tool or resource that I use in my career that I find super helpful uh, that I think you might also find useful in your quest to become an engineering leader. Today's resource is that ebook that I was telling you about early on called The Passionate Engineer, How to Take Control of Your Career, Do What You Love, and Be Successful. I wrote The Passionate Engineer for engineers just like you who want to love their careers and have more control. In it, I cover the exact steps that I use to find success and happiness in my work. I go into much greater depth on why you should love your career, give you strategies on finding out what you're actually passionate about. I I talk about finding a career to match that passion, and I offer tips on how to actually follow that path once you've chosen it. I packed a lot into this PDF, but I'm only charging five bucks to make it as accessible to people as possible. Now, I never recommend you skip your morning latte so that you can buy this book. 
uh, coffee super important, so I would never I would never say that. But maybe you can go with grandes instead of ventis for a couple days, and and then you'll have saved enough for the five dollar book. Anyway, if you're interested, if you think this might be good for you, again, just head on over to engineeringleadership.com/slash/passionateengineer. Now, that's all the time we have for the show today. If you enjoyed the show, it would be excellent if you'd leave a review on iTunes for me. If you have any ideas or thoughts on how to make the show better, please reach out and let me know. Just go to engineeringandleadership.com episode three and leave your comment at the end of the show notes. Don't forget to head on over to engineeringandleadership.com get started for a course on becoming an engineering leader, a totally free course just for you. Until next time, take care and we'll talk again soon. Thank you.